Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday, February 7th. And uh, yesterday, well, I think we kind of ended up pretty much in the red yesterday. We'll talk about that and more uh, when we join, join Dave here in just a second. Before we do, though, let's not forget that in the world we live, there are so many things that you and I, we just can't control. However, you can control how much risk you have in your portfolio. You need to know what that risk is and whether it lines up with the amount of risk you should have in your portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Hey, we've got Dave coming up next. 40 here. It's 20 before 9 at 105.7 Light FM. That's the uh, spin doctors there. And, well, I felt the spin doctors would be an appropriate record to go into this with because we're starting out with spin and alternative reality on your financial report for this morning. Let's uh, introduce Philip Statler, first of all, from Statler Financial Services. I'm having some fun with alternative reality this morning, Philip. How about you? I bet you are, man. Maybe it'll come to virtual <laughs> reality eventually, right? Because, man. I'm kind of open not Talking virtual reality item number one, Janet Yellen gave a speech yesterday saying you can't have a recession when unemployment is at a 53-year low which means we're going to redefine the term recession by virtue of the fact that she's got a fancy title with the federal government. I found that alternative reality number one. Well, yeah, because we can't redefine it. It has a definition, and that's a definition that we've had for a long, long time. We'll have to see what happens when it comes to the growth rate, right? I mean, that's what um, really determines whether we're in a recession or not. If the GDP goes negative, then we're in a recession, you know, so um, obviously it's got to do it two quarters in a row just to make sure we're going the, the wrong direction. But but still, it is the definition. And just because we are at some, you know, crazy unemployment number that's so low, it's it's unreal. You, you know, the, the employment situation has changed in our country since COVID. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that. And so. Still, a recession is based on whether we're growing or we're not growing. And, and historically, yes. our our labor force utilization rate is still running below what it was pre-pandemic. So consequently, that that three point four percent is a great number. Don't get me wrong; it's great, but it's uh, it's artificially low. And the fact of the matter was, we did have a mild recession, but we did have one last year. We had two quarters in a row of mildly decreased GDP, and that defines a recession. We made it through the first one. We can cross our fingers that we're going to avoid the second one, but uh, the unemployment rate ain't the measure of a recession. Absolutely not. Uh, never has been, never will be, you know, uh, because just because she's the treasurer, she thinks she can change it around. That's not the way it works <laughs> I found it kind of an all. Like I said, I call it alternative reality. Alternative reality number two. We've talked about Bed Bath and Beyond periodically. They got problems that have closed up the Sebring store. Uh, the, one of the brokerage houses set their uh, target price for their stock at zero, nothing, nada, worthless. So what does Bed Bath and Beyond do? They announced this morning. Hey, we're going to have a new equity offering out there. Alternative reality number two. What? on earth are they smoking yeah because i mean all we've heard is they're going belly up they're going belly up but they're talking about not just a small offering dave we're talking about a billion dollar public offering um and that did hit bed bath and beyond significantly um they closed yesterday 
at, and I'm not quite sure how this really happened, but at $5.86, they were up 92% at yesterday's close. What? Today, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Today, they're down 38% at $3.63. So they're still way off their low. I mean, they're still 100% or more, almost 300% above their their uh, 52-week low at $1.27. So, you know, man, well. Uh, I mean, okay, fine. I'm I'm sincerely hoping the chain survives. Whether or not our store closes locally, it's a cool chain. They got good stuff for sale, and I kind of enjoy shopping there, even if we don't have one here in town. I hope the chain survives. But on the same day that your brokerage houses are saying you're not worth a darn nickel, to say, hey, let's offer some new stock, it just strikes me as something that can only be chemically induced. <laughs> there's my alternative reality for the day Uh, looking back to yesterday i was kind of being flipped when i got on the phone before we uh, went on the air this morning it was kind of a flat day yesterday the dow was down by 35 bucks the s&p was down by 25 and a half and the nasdaq was only down one percent down 119 dollars and i'm saying that boils down to a real alternative reality when only a one percent drop in the nasdaq kind of looks like a flat day compared to what we're used to. Yeah, I mean, we've seen such volatility, in, especially in that uh, index, that um, 1% anymore is um, it, it's just common, right? We, we don't think anything of it anymore because it's, uh, it's not 2 or 3% down. Yeah, up. that's it. And the rubber chicken circuit is not going to help the NASDAQ today very much. Uh, Neil Kashkiri, one of the Fed governors, was doing the rubber chicken circuit yesterday and said that uh, we're nowhere near done with the job. The Fed needs to keep raising interest rates and poo-poo, blah, blah, woof, woof. And uh, i got to assume the interest-sensitive stocks are not going to be impressed to hear that little rubber chicken speech. Um, I'm sure they're not, Dave. I mean, I pulled up and looked at um, the spread between the 10 and the 30 year, and uh, they're, uh, let's see, they're within five one uh, hundredths right now. 3.66 for the 10, 3.71 for the 30. So uh, at this rate, I mean, everything else is inverted except for the 10 and the 30. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's uh, about 70 basis points right now between the two and the 30, which is the first place we went inverted a few uh, a few months ago. It ain't getting any better on that comparison either, is it? No, it's really not. So, you know, we, we continue to watch that because that that is another one of the indicators that we're heading into a recession. Um just an indicator doesn't mean that's the way we're going to end up, but but there's a lot of different things that we look at when we start talking about recessions. Obviously, the GDP is the main one, but this is one of the indicators we start looking at in terms of uh, whether or not we actually end up in a recession or not. Absolutely. And as you know, as we've been saying, I mean, okay, we, we showed that we could weather a mild one last year, two quarters negative GDP. We just kept on plowing forward with a relatively healthy economy and came out of it just fine. If we can do that twice, well, okay, fine. The Fed gets a gold star on their forehead for giving us two soft landings in a row, and that would be kind of nice, but it's it's almost becoming axiomatic. Everybody expects a recession. The question is how deep it's going to be and when it's going to come. But that's right. I mean, a lot of us do expect a recession. Now, there's still that, that group that thinks that we're just going to have a soft landing 
you know, we just won't, we won't really go negative, but, but we're just going to kind of zero out before we go back up. So there, there is that camp still out there that, that thinks that uh, we won't hit a recession, that we'll just breeze right through. Not so sure that's going to happen, but hey, we got, uh, what, uh, 11 more months to try to figure that out. Uh, yeah, we do have it coming. As I'd consider, like we had last year, a couple of, you know, few tenths of a percent negative growth for a couple of quarters and then right back up again. I'd consider that a legitimate soft landing. And, uh, boy, if we could have it, I'd be perfectly happy to see that. Uh, otherwise, other stuff going on. Trade balance was reported this morning. That was the only thing of any great import that came out. And, uh, woof. Uh, imports were up by 1.3%, but our exports fell during December. Gives us an annual trade deficit with the world of $948.1 billion during 2022. That's a big increase and considerably larger than anybody expected. It, I, I've never been massively concerned with the trade deficit, but when it goes in the wrong direction, it's never good news. That's right. It isn't. And so it's just one of those things that, you just keep adding up what uh, the negativity, right? And that's this. This is one of them. It's more. It's more morale than it is economic. But at the same time, somewhere down the line, we got to find something that we can export, and we just ain't doing a good job of it. I'm kind of assuming stuff is going to be relatively quiet this morning, except Kashgiri can't help much. Chairman Jay Powell hits the rubber chicken circuit this afternoon at 12:40 p.m. He's due to give a speech, and uh, given what his peers on the board are saying, my hunch is it's going to be even more carefully watched than it would be otherwise. Um, I'm sure it will be, just based on what's happening in the world right now. Um, I have this little tidbit that just came Mm -hmm. across uh, something I was reading. Uh, The U.S. money supply shrinks for the first time since the Fed started sharing that data in 1960. That's interesting. M one's going down. That's what it says, and and I got to think that's got to be a, um, a, a a a cause of the Fed buying, not buying, but selling, right? Taking money out of the money supply by selling bonds back into the marketplace. That's true, and yeah, you and I haven't mentioned that for a little while. That in addition to the interest rates, the Federal Reserve is also finally unloading a whole bunch of the bonds that they bought trying to stimulate the economy during the pandemic recession. Uh, it's a, it's kind of a double whammy. And if it's actually taking money out and decreasing the money supply, well, the other term for interest rate increases is tight money policy. I'd say we're tightening, wouldn't you? Absolutely, and and I think more than what people realize. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As you as you said, and I just reminded, we're kind of uh, forgetting about the balance sheet adjustments the Fed is making as well, and that uh, kind of adds to the interest rate effect. Earnings season continues, and uh, one of the household names a lot of us used during the pandemic is, uh, I gather, kind of flattening out a little bit. How did Zoom do, anyway? Zoom, actually, uh, they, they didn't have... Quite the, the well, they had an okay quarter, right? They beat on top and bottom lines, but you know what mm-hmm. people are looking at, right? They're not looking at what you did before, they're looking at what you're going to do this quarter, or next quarter, and for the year. And uh, even though they beat on revenue and earnings, they posted a lackluster revenue outlook for the first quarter and the full year. So, kind of a double whammy there for Zoom, and they're trading down about 9.2% this morning. Youch, even when yeah. you do what you said you're going to do in history, the guidance is really weighing heavy again this time, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely, it is. They want to know what what's going to happen this quarter and next quarter and, and for the year. Uh, another big hit this morning uh, is um, Chegg, and Chegg is one of those um, uh, education platforms, right? Uh, I think they do a lot of homeschools type stuff, but but it's an educational platform that that they sell and and subscribe to. But mm-hmm. they. Uh, they had some challenges, right? So the, the company gave their first quarter revenue guidance, uh, not so good, um, way below expectations. Uh, their subscriber growth has not been uh, what it's expected to be. Um, and so they are, they're having some issues there. They're down. They're probably my big loser today, down 22.5% right now. Boy, that's got to hurt. I, I would guess, just looking at the business category they're in, that homeschooling by necessity during all the shutdowns, probably, now that that's pretty much relieved, has got to be really messing with their business base something awful. I, I think so, especially as inflation goes up, people are cutting, right? They're cutting mm-hmm. what they use for that type of thing. And that's, um, you know, that's discretionary. And, yep. and so, you know, discretionary businesses are going to get hurt. Fascinating. The, um, so I got a couple other ones. Hertz. Okay. Um, Hertz came out. They had uh, a better than expected both earnings and revenue. And so, uh, you know, they, they, you know, they, they went under somebody bought them and they came back out and did an IPO a couple of years ago. Um, and so they're trading up 3.2% this morning. The um, Spirit Airline on the keep on the travel front there. Uh, mm-hmm. They had stronger than expected fourth quarter earnings as well, and uh, and they also um, came in at like twelve cents a share versus nine. So some good news for them. They're at three point three percent. And let's talk about something that we all, well, a lot of folks use. It's called Pinterest, right? <laughs> oh yes. So Pinterest, so- social media. Social media, Pinterest, you know, um, kind of a different type of platform, but they uh, they beat by about two cents a share, uh, came in at 29 versus 27 cents a share. Revenue, uh, a little bit of a miss when it came to revenue, and uh, and then also their their forecast was a little off, but but I think most of it was based on their earnings, right? And so. I've been watching them just because it's one of the stocks that, that I play with sometimes. And so they're down 1.3% this morning, um, but not bad considering after the market closed and they put out their earnings yesterday, they were initially down like 9%. So they've, they've bounced off that low overnight and have come back a little bit. They're still down, a, like I said, a one and a third percent from where they closed yesterday. So. I suspect the fact that they made their margins even on reduced revenue probably gave investors some hope just on the grounds they're running their company properly. Yeah, I, I think so. And the last one I'll leave you with is Activision, another gaming mm-hmm. company. Um, they they beat as well, and they're trading up today 3.5%. Good to hear. Yesterday was kind of an off day, not a big off day, but still off. 45 minutes before we opened this morning, Philip, do I have any red ink or green ink to talk about? Still have red ink. Some of us just barely uh, red, but the, the Dow is probably the biggest loser right now, down a third of a percent. Uh, the S&P 500 is down, oh, about a, between a, a tenth and a, and 
a twentieth percent, uh, two tenths of a percent down. Nasdaq one hundred is basically flat right now. It's just a, like three dollars to the red. So, um, so everything is red. We'll see how that thing opens up. The commodities have swung to green right now. Silver is up less than a tenth of a percent, but still up. Gold's up about a tenth of a percent. And crude oil's taking a big jump this morning, Dave, up 1.9% to $75.52 a barrel right now. Time for me to start cheering for a trading range, I think. <laughs> Overseas markets, I got nothing. It was a mixed bag in the Asian rim, pretty much flat at the close at 6 a.m. Europe is fractionally off halfway through their day. Keeping tabs on your retirement is important. Keeping tabs day by day means you haven't got a plan. How do I find you to get a plan for my retirement, Philip? Dave, that's exactly why we developed our core retirement design to help people design that plan so they can have the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call. 863-382-0037. And then catch our Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. at noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning, same time on light. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then. Fair enough. All right, man. Have a great day. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope you will join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.